Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our wonderful guest, Krista Grasso. And we're going to be talking about what actions to take when unexpected blocks test your progress. I know I've had that happen. So let me tell you about Krista. She's an international lean and agile business consultant to Fortune 50 multi billion dollar businesses strategic advisor to six to eight figure small businesses and entrepreneurs, and the creator of the Lean Out Method, 90-Day Lean Out Planner, and the Lean Out Business Scaling System. I think we've got a trend here. Uh, Chris is also the host of You Got It, Lean Out Your Business podcast, where she shares her top strategies to simplify and scale your business. And you know what's more than that? Krista has been helping businesses achieve accelerated and sustainable results and increase profitability for more than two decades. Woohoo! So, known as the business optimizer, Krista has the ability to quickly cut through the noise and focus on optimizing the core things that will make the biggest impact to simplify and scale a business. She has a bachelor's degree in science in business and holds several Lean Agile change management and program management certifications. Definitely really high educated. She is often described as high energy, super passionate, and very practical. You won't get a lot of fluff or hype. And I am so thrilled to welcome you, Crystal. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I am so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me here, Lynn. Well, you're more than welcome. And for everyone who's joining us for that very first time, hey, don't miss out on a single episode by subscribing to Claim Your Career Crown wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what we're doing, my heart here, you love what you're doing, please leave us a five-star review. We would very much appreciate it. So Krista, I mean, my goodness, uh, the, the background bio, I mean, I'm just sort of blown away obviously, but I w- I'd love to hear, you know, what inspired you to get started um, with your lean out business and that, that entire cadre of programs that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. It's My story is probably similar to so many others, where it's a bit of a winding road. And when I was in college, I was an art major. I always wanted to have my own business and do my own thing. And I thought I might do photography or jewelry. I wasn't sure, but I knew I wanted my own business. But I graduated college with lovely college loans, as we all do. And I thought, let me work for a couple of years. I'll pay this down while I figure out what I want to do. And I ended up switching majors and getting a business degree. So I got a job where I didn't I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And I didn't quite realize it was going to completely change the trajectory of what I had planned for my life. But I ended up getting a job as a consultant in a company that did a lot of lean manufacturing. And so I fell into this role a little bit by accident. It was one of my morning customers at Starbucks that I was managing at the time that offered me this opportunity. And he said, I need you to start tomorrow. And the only way to do that is to have you come in as a consultant. 
I didn't know what consulting was. I said, sure, I got a job. I'm excited. I just graduated college. I I bet. Yay. Um, So I took this role and it ended up being a company that did lean. I ended up falling into a project management role. And it was just those like happy accidents that all came together. And here I thought I was going to do something for a couple of years, go off, do my own thing. And it turns out I absolutely loved what I did. Never would have expected that, but I just, I loved it and I was naturally really good at it. So on one path, I had this career trajectory with, I I ebbed back and forth between employee and consultant um, over the years. And on this other path, I did start my own business. I started a jewelry business, which I still have today. And I made every mistake (laughs) under the sun in that business. I accumulated a ton of debt. I worked myself around the clock, almost burnt myself out, ended up with an ulcer, a whole lot of, you know, marriage drama, you name it. If you could just make a list of the things not to do with your first business, I checked all those boxes. Um, And there was one day I was faced with some really tough decisions in the business. I was being told by my sales reps that I had to take production to China, which I didn't want to do. I was really passionate about having a high quality made in the USA product. I was being told I had to cut all my prices or else I was never going to sell through the line. And I had a lot of business debt. So it was, do I completely change the business model that I have to something that I'm not that passionate about? Do I close the business or is there another way? And it was being faced with that decision that really made me take a step back. And I'm thinking, I'm getting all of these incredible results for the companies I'm consulting with in corporation, in these big corporations. Meanwhile, I am struggling so hard in my own business. What am I not doing in my business that I'm doing for them? And to me, that was the epiphany where I realized my business was as far from lean as you could possibly get. (laughs) And I just, I hadn't made the association because I'm thinking big, huge corporate client, me, small, little jewelry business, I wasn't recognizing that the things I did for one could apply to my own business. I just had to make it fit a small business like mine. And so that was the birth of the lean out method. I was my very first test subject. And at the time, I didn't set out to create a method. I just set out to save my business, which I did. It's still going and still successful and still handmade in the USA, um, which I'm really proud of. But it also ended up getting me such great results and such a good turnaround that I started getting questions by all these other businesses asking, how did you do that? Can you help me? And over the years, what I started doing in more of a manufacturing product-based space, I expanded out and now leverage with coaches, consultants, service-based and expert-based businesses. Well, that's fantastic. You know, and I also was working, did a lot of work for a client who was in the lean manufacturing and uh, it just became part of my you know, sort of personal DNA of how I operated things on so many levels. And then yet I would still see that same disconnect. <laughs> what a small world. <laughs> so, you know, I really am fascinated about how you did this and how you do it now and what kind of process that you use. Yeah. So the lean out method has four major pillars. And I think, you know, although I help people with this in the context of business, the reality is I think that this applies to absolutely everything that you do in your life. And so the four pillars are context, clarity, commitment, and Kaizen. 
And Kaizen is a lean word. Um, and it means small continuous improvement and changes for the better. And so if you think about each of those four pillars, you always want to start with context. You want to understand where you're going. You want to know why it's important. Without that context, I think we can get really busy and we can do a lot of planning and we're spending our time and we're spending our energy on a lot of the wrong things. That's how we can end up in a lot of debt. We can end up really overworked and really overwhelmed and stressed. And so I think in the context of business and life, you want to have clarity of vision and where you're going. You want to be clear on the goals that are important near term if you know long term what that vision is. And then you want to surround yourself and build a business model that's in support of where you want to go and that's going to allow you to achieve your revenue targets, your financial goals, your lifestyle goals. Once you have that context in place, that's where clarity comes in and that's where you actually start to build out your plans. Once you know where you're going long and short term, you can get really specific about what it is that you're going to do. And I'm a big fan of things being lean and agile, so very adaptive. I don't think you want to pre-plan with a whole lot of precision and detail, but I think you do want to know where you're going and what those major major blocks are. And then from there, you can be adaptive and really take what you're learning to get where you want to go a lot quicker than traditional ways get you there. Commitment is just what it sounds like. It's going all in. Um, But where it differs from what you might think is commitment is not hustle, drive, do whatever you need to to make it happen. It's stay committed to the outcome and stay committed to keep going when you hit those bumps in the road, when things don't go according to plan, which happens all the time. It's making that commitment to keep going, but it's also making the commitment to be innovative, to stick within the capacity that you want to work so your 40-hour week doesn't consistently become an 80-hour week. So it's being committed to getting to the outcome in a sustainable pace. And then Kaizen is all about reflection. It's checking in. It's seeing what's working. Why is it working? Why isn't it working? What changes and adjustments do we want to make? And how can we keep making these small improvements to get better and better results? All right. That is fantastic. Continuous process improvement. And one thing I think about when you mentioned commitment was immediately the shiny object syndrome, where you get distracted by some new shiny object. And certainly for entrepreneurs and small business owners, that's that can be very easy to do. So I love what you just shared. And I want to expand on that. So specifically for you, I mean, in your experience, not only with your own business, but when you help others, what actions have you taken when these unexpected blocks just pow, it's like a one-two punch um, and they really test your progress. How do you deal with that? Yeah. I mean, if you just think about our world over these past couple of years, I feel like our lives and our businesses have probably been filled with nothing but one, two punches. It's just every time you get a little bit of normalcy or stability, there's something else that comes your way. (laughs) And so when I think about it, what works really well is the way that I recommend that people plan, which is really more of an agile way. And that is where you're getting really clear on those outcomes that you're trying to achieve, but you remain really flexible in how you get there. And I think the other thing that's really important is something that I recommend is capacity-based planning. So if you want to work a 40-hour week, 
you don't want to commit to 40 hours worth of activities. You, you want to keep 30% open space in your schedule. So that's only 28 hours throughout the week that you're going to actually commit to. And what usually happens is people actually end up committing to about 60 hours worth of work, thinking they're going to get it done in 40. And we all know that unexpected things come up. Things take longer than expected. Um, it's just the nature of things. It doesn't matter how good we are at something. It doesn't matter how many times we've done something. Things just tend to take a little longer than we think it's going to. And there's always things that you can't imagine happening that come up throughout a week. So if you can give yourself protected space within your week for those unexpected things that happen, it helps you to be able to remain on plan and to remain going forward without completely derailing everything. Thing. But when things do get derailed, because even, even with that, it still happens, <laughs> um, that's where I think you just really want to stay grounded in what are those outcomes I'm trying to achieve? What am I trying to do? Why am I trying to do it? And be flexible with yourself and how you get there. Be flexible with what you put out into the world, right? There's a concept called MVP, minimum viable product. Sometimes we have this beautiful, bright, shiny idea of what something is going to be. If your time just got cut in half because of something unexpected, sometimes you have to look at it and reimagine it and say, you know what, either I can choose to move this entirely and not do anything, or what is something I could do that would be super valuable for my audience? It's either going to get me great feedback for when I release the overall thing, or I can start to generate revenue right now while really helping my clients and then expand upon it. And sometimes you just need to be adaptive and need to be creative in how you move forward. But as long as you're focused on value and quality, I think that there's usually a lot more that we can do in little time when our time gets cut than we think that we can. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's just a matter of sometimes for myself, what I will do is I'll take sort of this moment to pause and I may actually like move myself out of the office, take a walk, you know, um, you know, really focus on other things like the, my surroundings, feel the leaves on the tree, you know, uh, really smell the air, listen for the, the, you know, the scuttle of, you know, the squirrels in the brush, whatever it happens to be, or the birds in the trees. And by separating myself from that, even five, 10, 15 minutes, um, it really resets my brain. And all of a sudden, new creative and fresh ideas can come to me. So I've always found that to be a really great way uh, to disrupt that pattern and to really give myself a break so my mind actually can reboot almost. <laughs> and the other thing I really associated with when you called the MVP for the, the minimal viable product in sales, I call that the most valuable prospect. So that was just <laughs> funny. <laughs> All of our acronyms and what do they mean? So I'm really curious, you know, because when, you know, so I just sort of described what happens when I may get this unexpected block or I feel, um, you know, like a lot of overwhelm or even anxiety or just like, wow, I just have to get you know, I mean, I get to do all these different things um, and I want to, or I'm stuck and I can't like, why? And I just can't get this. It's not making sense to me. And I'll take that break and I'll do that a quick walk and really, you know, get regrounded with nature. That's sort of my trick. But what do you find holds other people back? And are there different ways that they can um, do that type of activity where they can reboot their brain? Uh, so they can get refocused, as you said, on the outcomes, on 
where they're headed on that context. Yeah, absolutely. And I love I love your approach to it. I think that makes so much sense. And I think maybe a really great activity for the listener is what's your version of what Lynn does, right? What is it for you? If you have that moment, do you go take a shower or float in a pool? I know water works great for people. Do you go for a walk or exercise? Um, do you just sit and journal for a little bit? Whatever it is, I do think that that, that reset point is so important. So I love how you approach that. Um, for me, it's a always water, (laughs) but I think everyone has something different. And when one of my clients ends up in this place, usually the overwhelm comes from not knowing what to do and the initial reaction of what you had planned being disrupted. As soon as you realize something isn't going to happen or isn't going to happen the way that you wanted, we have a natural reaction to that. And what frequently does happen is that reaction is usually bigger than the actual issue. Now, sometimes the issue is a really big one, but more often than not, it's we're more reacting to the change than we are reacting to really the scenario. And so what I'll typically do with them is just ask them to, to just get it all out get it all out. Like don't edit yourself. If you're a journaler, just literally write it all out, phone a friend, phone your business bestie, and just let yourself be frustrated for a moment. Let yourself talk it all out. And then as soon as you do that, go and look and say, what's the real impact of this? What's truly the worst that can happen? Because what you'll usually find is, okay, well, maybe I can't launch next week like I wanted to. And what does that really mean? Can I just launch the next day? Can I just launch the next week? What kind of impact is it going to have if I have to shift things? Or another question that I always ask them to do is, can you really not do it? And that's where that MVP comes in. So first look at the impact and then get creative in reimagining what it might look like. And if you can just put yourself in pure brainstorm mode, not where you're trying to create your next plan and trying to solve exactly what you're going to do, but you're just looking at all the possible things that you could do. Like if you had to launch on Monday, what would that look like? What, What could you do? Oh, well, I can't go live. I can't, but maybe I could record something on my phone and post it online. Maybe I could, and it's just putting yourself in that place of possibility. And a lot of times, just when people realize they have options, it changes the game. It's, it just changes it as soon as they're like, okay, all right, this isn't that bad. I'm good. This isn't what I wanted, but I I can figure this out. And I think that that's the key is you can figure anything out. And if worse comes down to it and a plan completely changes, something has to move. If you really think through through what that impact is, it's not usually as big as you think, or there's a way to make up for it or recover that impact with a little bit of strategic thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really connected again because that recently actually happened to me and I was planning to do my TV show and get it started and was all set. And I found out I couldn't launch that day on the network. And I, And I, but I had told my audience I was going to be on, but I still had time to update, you know, the URL as to where I was going to be. And so I did a Facebook live. So I still did the same time that I've been telling them, but I gave them the URL to the Facebook live. And even in that moment, I I rarely do them. And this is, I mean, for people who do this all day long, they're going to just laugh. But I mean, I literally couldn't figure out how to go live. And it was just, 
I mean, I mean, literally the day before I set it up, so I was going to go live and then I couldn't figure out, I was ready. I was trying to do it and I couldn't figure out how to do it. One of my team members got on and between the two of us were going like, why isn't this working? And, you know, it was just like that. I had to go, okay, it's going to be all right. People come on and off at all times. When I get it going, it will be live. <laughs> That's when it will be live. And I finally got it working. And I was the first thing's like, I think it's working now. <laughs> I just went with it. So that's the thing. We've got to be able to laugh at ourselves. And we do. We always have choices. So there's sometimes the choice isn't easy to see, you know, because I'd been promoting that I was going to be starting this whole thing. And I went, okay, well, now what? But there are choices. They're there. They just sometimes not apparent. And so it was like, okay, what do I do? How can we make, you know, fulfill on the commitment to our clients and have a minimally viable product, which for us ended up being a Facebook live that started like 18 minutes late. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry. I have to laugh over it. Cause it was, uh, it was a very comical situation. So if anybody else has ever felt that pain, I'm right there with you. So, um, you know, Krista, I want to ask one more question and that's, you know, for people who are tuning in and they're listening to you um, and they're thinking like, well, how do I lean out my business or what's the first step or what's one of the things that I can do today, this week to implement on the fly? What's something I can make a difference with? Yeah, absolutely. And so if you think about why you would want to lean out your business, it's typically you're working too much. So you really want to get back time or you're not sure if you're working on the right things and you're not sure if the time that you're actually investing is in the things that are going to get you where you want to go or let you hit your revenue targets quicker. So there is an activity that I recommend that you do. And I recommend you actually do this every 30 days, but it's something you could do in five minutes and it's called Chuck. And the letters stand for cut, hold, change, keep. And if you take everything that you're doing currently in your business, if you just even look back at the last 30 days and what you invested your time in or what your team invested their time in, and you run it through those filters to say, is this something we should be doing? When I think forward to where I want to go with my business or with my life, is this an alignment? Does it make sense? And if it doesn't, then it would go in the cut pile. Maybe it's something that, you know what, this is important. It is something I want to do, but is it the most important thing that we need to be focused on right now? Maybe not. That would go in the hold pile. Now, um, that's like the top of the page. If you think about four quadrants, those two would be the top of the page. So that's like above the line, those things you're going to stop working on. Below the line are the things you're going to keep working on. And that's where you're changing your keep come in. And so keep is, it's working exactly as I'm doing it now. We're going to just keep on doing this. We need to create space for this as we're planning. And changes, I know we should keep doing this. It's kind of working, but I think with some adjustments, that's where that Kaizen comes in, those small continuous improvements, I think we could get way better results. And if you do that activity, cut, hold, change, keep, and just consistently in your business, run the things you're doing through those filters, I think that it will really, really help you to make sure that you're focused on the things that matter most and the things that are going to get you where you want to go the fastest. All right. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Krista. And thank you so much for sharing what actions to take when unexpected blocks test your progress. Um, this has been such an incredible conversation. I know that our listeners are going to want to know more about you and where they can find you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to leanoutmethod.com to find all of the things. And if you're interested in listening to the podcast where I talk about simplification and scaling, it's leanoutpodcast.com. All right. And we'll include those links and all of Krista's other links right below. So she's one click away. And I want to thank Krista, of course, and everyone who tuned in. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been such an informative discussion. And if you have ideas that you would like to share, you can leave us a comment down below. We love hearing your thoughts. And if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And of course, to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, and incredible episodes like the one here today, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com and you won't miss a single thing. And I want to thank everyone again for tuning in. And Krista, thank you so much. This has been absolutely brilliant. And I'm so thrilled you came on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I loved our conversation.